after 51 games in 31 days and 142 goals across 11 cities, your 2020 is over. Wow, that's a lot of numbers. But the only number you need to remember here is two, two halves. We've been with you every step of the way for Euro 2020 and football might be gone to Rome, but we're here for the next while looking back at all the action, the drama and the highlight of Euro 2020. Coming up on this episode, we talk to footballing legend himself, Mr. John Giles. We look back on all that went down at Euro 2020. And we have a very special little guest who has forced her way into our home studio here in Harry's bedroom. Which, by the way, really needs a clean, Harry. Yeah, yeah, I'll clean it tomorrow, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. The reality here is, though, Bukayo Sako has got a pick to take. If he gets it, it goes to sudden death. If he misses, Italy are champions. And Donnarumma wins the title for Italy. And after 53 years, they're champions of Europe again. Well, let's talk about the final. Obviously, football's coming to Rome after Italy won 3-2 on penalties. England went too defensive like they have been throughout this whole tournament. With star players such as Jadon Sancho, Saka... Rashford all on the bench Phil Foden and when they did score that first goal they dominated for the first 10 minutes but they kind of let the Italians come back into the game and press them they conceded a goal in the second half and that led to their downfall I was really surprised about Luke Shaw scoring it was a really good ball out to Trippier from Kane and Trippier's cross to Luke Shaw was perfect incredible it was his first goal for England it possibly came a bit too early and they sat back straight after the Italians ran the midfield and the show. Likes of Chiesa, he was really heavily involved in every Italian attack. Going close a couple of times, I really feel he would have scored a goal in extra time if he hadn't come off injured. And I hate to see that, but he played really well. And in Sydney also. Another thing great to see was the pairing of Benucci and Collini as the two centre-backs for Italy. They showed age is just a number, truly. What most people took from that game was a lot of Gareth Southgate's decisions, like the penalty takers and the order in which they took them. I honestly don't think Saka should have been the last one to take the penalty. He's young and must have been horrible for missing it, because if it was a player like Kane, even like Maguire, even... If they took it and missed, it'd be easier for them. They have more experience, they're more mature. I'd have put Kane on the fifth penalty, a reliable penalty taker who's shown that throughout his years at Tottenham how brilliant he is at taking penalties, always puts them in the corners. Even though the English put up a good fight, the Italians showed their pure class and really dominated the second half for me. They were the deserved winners. I know it came down to penalties, but in the end, I think if the game had gone on, the Italians would have won it. Maybe if Italy hadn't lost Spinazzola to injury, who was one of their best players throughout the tournament, they probably wouldn't have let it even go to penalties. Well, it's all over. Italy are the winners. (laughs) I thought it would be France. Oh, I remember. I thought it was Belgium, but I always hoped it'd be Wales. And who did you say for player of the tournament again? Was it Mbappe? (sighs) It surely was, and he let me down. Harry, you said Harry Kane would get golden boot. To be fair, he was only one goal off. But he didn't get it, did he? Ah, oh, no. He well, he didn't have the best tournament, that's the thing. He kind of picked up his form in the knockout stages, but he was too late for England. And of course, the Golden Boot winner, Cristiano Ronaldo. Joined top on goals with Patrick Schick, but when it came down to assists, Ronaldo had more. 
What was your biggest surprise of the tournament? I'm just going to tell you, mine is Dumfries. I know Netherlands were knocked out in the round of 16, but he had a really good group stage and he was top scorer at one stage. My surprise of the tournament was Patrick Schick, who, to be honest, I had never heard of. He plays over at Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, but he really came into his own. He had a brilliant performance throughout the Euros and was maybe one of the best players. And I can't believe Denmark did so well despite losing Christian Eriksen in their first game. Damsgaard and Dahlberg really just stole the show and it was their tournament for Denmark. And another shock is Donnarumma was given player of the tournament. Now, I'm not really sure about Donnarumma winning it. There weren't many standout players during the tournament. I would have given two awards to my man Patrick Schick. First off, goal of the tournament. The longest goal in Euro history against Scotland. I also would have given him player of the tournament, not just because of that goal, but for a team like the Czech Republic, who wouldn't be the most well-known team, he really proved that it doesn't matter where you're from, you can you can be brilliant, and uh, he was. Well, congratulations to Italy, worthy winners. How do you say congratulations in Italian again? Congratulioni or something like that. Uh, bravo, Italia. Ooh la la, Italia. Harry, that's French. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we heard from the Bonferraro, Irish-Italian family living in Wexford. Well, if they were excited last week, they're ecstatic today. We caught up with Dad Angelo again to hear what it feels like to say your team has won the Euros. Hello, Jack and Harry. Very happy. Yeah, Forza Azzurri. We played very well. We should have played better, especially towards the end where everybody looked like frozen. But yeah, happy, happy days. Bellissimo, fantastico. We won. The heroes are ours. The football is going to Rome. <laughs> ciao, Angelo. Ciao. Now it's time for this week's special guest, and he's certainly very special. Former Ireland player, manager and legendary pundit, John Giles. Welcome to Two Halves, Mr Giles. Hi boys. John, what did you make of the final? I thought it was quite good. I thought England started well. I thought Italy became more in control of the game. I think in midfield with Verratti and uh, Jorginho and Barella, uh, they ran the midfield. And that's hugely important in a match and came well back into the game. And I thought they deserved to win it in the end. As a former Ireland manager, would you have done things differently to Southgate? Did he play too defensive? And what did you think about his penalty decisions? Well, I think it's a very good question. Um, I certainly wouldn't have played Trippier at right back to go into uh, two wing backs and three centre halves. Because if you do that, you're obviously taking somebody out of midfield, which he did. And uh, Italy were too strong in midfield uh, for England over the 90 minutes. So I think that was a bad mistake. I think he should have left Trippier out and gone with four at the back and uh, bring the likes of Grealish into midfield to compete against the very, very good Italian midfield. And as far as the penalty is concerned, I think he was he was very, very wrong in that as well. I mean, he had three of the most inexperienced players taking the uh, penalty kicks at a very, very vital time, as we know. And he said afterwards that was his decision. Now, I think those two decisions were very, very bad in a campaign 
uh, generally where he did very well. Should Kalini have been sent off for that tackle on Saka? And have you ever seen anything like that in your playing career? I've seen plenty like that in my career. The more the more of that carry on in my career than there is even now. Um, I think I think it's difficult for the referees. Uh, it was it was maybe because it was a cup final. He didn't do it. What's happened, I think, in the game today with most of the players, anyway, they feign injuries and feign free kicks an awful lot. They're diving all over the place, to be quite honest. And so I think so, it makes it very difficult sometimes for a referee to know was it, if it was a genuine one or not. John, overall, who was your player of the tournament? Um, well, up to, up to the, 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 the cup final itself, I probably would have put Sterling as my player, but I was very, very disappointed him, disappointed in him in the final. I mean, he had a very bad time from for Manchester City's club from Christmas onwards. I wouldn't have had him in the team, for example, at the start, but I thought he played exceptionally well, uh, exceptionally well up to the cup final itself, and the cup final didn't produce anything at all. I think going back into the earlier stages, I, I'm a great admirer of Modric, the captain of Croatia. Uh, I think he's a terrific player. And I think he did really, really well for a, a, a very average uh, Croatian team. Uh, absolutely brilliant player. Now, what was your goal of the tournament? Oh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think back on it. Probably Pogba's goal for France against um, Switzerland. That was that was a cracker. That was a cracker to put them three-one up. As, as, as you lads can remember, uh, and uh, they allowed. Uh, Switzerland to come back and, and win it on penalties so it was a great goal but uh, after that I think he probably should have got a grip of the game more than he did but anyway that's, a, that's another day's work but I think Pogba's goal was, was a terrific goal in that match Going down a different route here John who was your favourite player to play with ever? The best player I played with and against was Bobby Charlton right but you wouldn't necessarily be the most enjoyable player to play with. If I go back, I'd probably go to my lead stage and I'd probably go for Norman Hunter, who was a, a centre-back in my days, passed away now, poor Norman, from, from the virus situation there last year. And he was a great player and a great defender and a great character. Uh, had the same attitude week in and week out, and even in training. And uh, he was a terrific player as well. Do you have any tips for us young pundits? For young pundits... Well, I, I, what I say to young punters is, is, first of all, play the game as much as you can. And you learn a lot from playing the game yourself. And, and, and it's very, very good for you. I mean, I, be, I only became a pundit when I finished playing football. So there was, there was no more. When I was your age, I was playing football from morning to night. And I only, I, I, luckily enough, I became a professional footballer and then fell, fell into the punditry. So if I, if I were you two lads, I'd play as much as you can. Get as much enjoyment from you can. And then as you get older, and uh, I think that's a huge help. To, to, to know what's going on the pitch and to explain to the viewers exactly what's happening or try to explain anyway. And finally, what will you do for the rest of the summer with no football to watch? Any tips for us? Um, well, if you, can't, if you can't play football, do some sort of exercise anyway and look back on the matches and look at the great players and see what they do and see how they do it. That can help with your punditry, but it can also help you if you're, if you're interested in playing football, which I'm sure you two boys are. That's what I would do. Look back at, at the great players and see how, how they did it and why they did it. 
Thank you so much. It's been an honour for two halves to talk to Mr. John Giles. Thanks, Mr. G. Okay, boys. Very good. You've done very, very well. And I hope it goes well for you. Thanks, John. We've loved hearing from you on Two Halves here on RTE Junior. Let's go now to our panel of experts, Nisha, Oshin and Joe, to hear from them. Italy won because the two defenders were unbelievable. They can really read the game together and they're probably one of the best centre-back partnerships, Benucci and Chiellini. The mentality, they never dropped their heads after an early goal went in where you see a lot of teams just give up on it. Uh, They worked harder to get a goal rather than try to defend it. They gave fast balls and over the top and England couldn't really control them and they have a lot of speed around the midfield so they couldn't really control them and they gave in a good few balls and maybe should have scored a few more goals. I am Joe and I'm seven years old. I'm delighted Italy won because they were great. Chiesa and Banauti, they were really sad. I'm glad the Premier League is coming back soon and I'm sad the Euros are over. Good job Italy and hard luck at England, maybe next time. My name is Oshin Sheridan. I am 12 years old. In the final, I was shouting for Italy. I couldn't believe England scored with the first attack after two minutes. Although Italy had all the possession in the first half, they couldn't break England down. But once they scored in the second half, they should have won in 90 minutes with 70% of possession. I felt sorry for the three players who missed for England during the shootout, but happy Italy won. The player of the tournament was Chiesa of Italy. Now I can't wait for the World Cup. Brilliant! Thanks, guys. And a belated happy birthday to Oshin from all the team here at Two Halves. Speaking of all the team, we wouldn't have been able to put this show together without the help of many people in the background. Thanks to Mary, Ronan, Nikki and Suzanne, and of course, our mom Karen and our dad Shay for all the expert research. And everyone who took part and helped us out in any way. And of course, our special guests, our Vox Poppers, our families and all the team behind the scenes at RTE Junior. But before we go, we have to mention that even though we're brothers, we do have a little sister. She's five and her name's Daisy. (coughs) And she hasn't been too pleased over the last few weeks that she hasn't featured on Two Halves. No, I'm not. She's a chatty little thing, to say the least. (laughs) So we promised her a slot on this final episode. Here she is. Welcome, Daisy. Hello. Daisy, what's this show about anyway? A Euro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, Daisy, it's the Euros. But anyway, here's some questions for you. What team do you support? Spurs. And who's your favourite player? Harry Kane. Why is your favourite player Harry Kane? Because he scores lots of goals. Can you name five footballers? Yes. Go on then, Daisy. Um, Harry Kane, Sonny and Bale. <laughs> Harry Wings, Hugo Rennies, <laughs> yes. and Messi. Well done, Daisy. Who won the Euros? Wexford! Not quite, Daisy, but close. Same continent. Well done, and thanks for our very special guest, Daisy. Bye! Three halves. Oh, was that the full-time whistle I just heard? That must mean our show is coming to an end. Aww. It has been wonderful. I have been Harry. And I've been Jack. And we've we've been been Two Halves. Goodbye from Euro 2020. And goodbye from Two Halves on RTE Junior. Bye. Bye!
Treehouse. Treehouse. <laughs>